0: I'm Catherine Arndt, the Chief of the VLGA Connect Studio. Welcome to today's episode, brought to you by the VLGA, your councillor support network and the national broadcaster on all things local government.
1: Hello, welcome to VLGA Connect. I'm really pleased today to start off our Local Leaders series and joining me for a chat is the Mayor of Nillimbik Shire Council, Ben Ramchuran. Hello, Ben. Welcome. Hi,
0: Chris. Thanks for having me.
1: Very pleased to have you and uh, really wanted to get to know you a little bit as part of this uh, this series. We have some CEOs and mayors lined up to talk to in the coming months. Um, you, as if you don't mind me saying, I think you're 27, um, probably one of the youngest, if not youngest, mayors in the state at the moment. Do you know if you are? I, um, I haven't done the research. I know we had an
0: 18-year-old mayor a few years ago, which is incredible. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure... Not sure what the different ages are. I know there are a few young ones, which is really good to see.
1: There are, and I had a quick look down the list, but it wasn't uh, was, wasn't easy to tell. But let's just say you're definitely one of the youngest mayors in the current term, and you were elected for the first time in 2020, so at the age of 24. So I've got to ask you, why at that age did you decide to become uh, involved in local government?
0: Yeah, I've always wanted to make a difference in the world, um, so I got involved in politics at a young age. Um, so I re- I'm really interested in that broader change um, and real strategic change in society. So I thought, yeah, just being involved in politics would be the best way for me to make a difference. Um, and yeah, I sort of saw local government as a place where I can really make a positive difference in my community. There are a lot of um, issues that are specific to local government that I'm really passionate about, such as good planning, good protection of the environment, especially the Green Wedge here in Northwick, because we are the Green Wedge Shire. And so, uh, yeah, it just seemed like a a, a rational step to to have a crack at an election, and I was lucky enough to get in.
1: Uh, how did you start to become involved in local politics? This wasn't your first foray into politics, was it? To run for council?
0: No, I um, I ran for parliament with the Greens in twenty eighteen, right. which uh, it was really good experience. Just learning how to campaign, learning how to get across issues that I hadn't really considered before. Um, and learning the importance of a whole range of policy, not just the policy that I guess I focused on in the past. So that was a really good experience for me. And then after that was done, I sort of went, well, you know, the campaign really can't end when the election's over. We're trying to make a difference here. So I started looking at what's my council doing and how are the current councillors uh, working for our community? And there were there were certain things where I went, well, yeah, you know, I think I don't don't agree with with the way that the direction they're taking, and um, started going to council meetings, started getting involved with different community groups in my area, and yeah, really trying to lobby the council to do a better job by the environment, the community, neighbourhood character, and yeah, sort of went from there.
1: So, what sorts of things did you take away from that 2018 parliamentary campaign that 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 helped you? I guess in running for local. Council,
0: I think definitely learning how to run an election. Um, our lead candidate was just such an experienced campaigner, Samantha Dunn, and yeah, just learning from her about you know how to campaign, how to make phone calls, doing social media, um, how to how to win people over. Um, so there was a lot of of training in that throughout the election, um, and as I say, just getting across a broad range of policies. Hmm. And really having an understanding of that, because the policies I care about may not necessarily be the policies that other people care about. But you need to have that broader view. You need to really think, well, what matters to everybody? Because as the representative, you're representing the whole community. And you, in order to get elected, you have to show that you can do that. So, yeah, just being across those policies, having a good understanding of that really has, I, I think it really did help me during that election campaign.
1: You're a Greens member, yes? Yes. And and did you openly run as a Greens candidate for election to the council?
0: Yeah, I, I sort of recognised that the Greens aren't very big in this area. Um, and so to get elected, I needed to show that I could take that centre approach. Um, so I was very careful to always disclose on all my materials that I was a member of the Greens, because you don't want to be lying about that. But I also didn't make it sort of in your face. You know, I didn't mm. use logos or branding in my materials because I wanted to show that first and foremost I am a community member and a representative of the whole community, no matter which political party you might feel that you're aligned with or not aligned at all. My job is to represent everybody. So um yeah, while I was very careful to always disclose that, um, it was yeah, it was something that I think I didn't really Bring to the election hmm. in a strong way because I have to represent the whole community.
1: You've you've sort of answered the question that I was leading to, which is you know some people have the view that party politics shouldn't be part of local government for the reasons you hmm. sort of outlined. Has your view changed on that at all now that you've got a few years under your belt as a councillor? Not really, to be honest. What no. I've
0: found since I got onto council was that is that you know we've we've got broad range of views in the chamber. We've got um, two people who are members of the Liberal Party, two people who are members of the Labour Party, two independents, and of course, myself. And what I found is we we actually work really well together. And I really value all the other councillors. The political party doesn't necessarily come into it most of the time. There are certainly times, I think, when um, a councillor may feel pressured to act a certain way because of their party. They may um, do things that support their party. I think we've been really lucky in Nilembic that we haven't really seen a whole lot of that in this council term. We've seen councillors working first and foremost for the community, uh, which is really positive. And I think your job as a councillor is not to be trying to further the interest of your political party. I've seen councillors do that in the past mm. uh, where they basically use their role on council to just you know further one political interest and attack local MPs in an effort to support their own party when really we ought to be building a good relationship with all our local MPs, no matter what party they're from. And we have MPs from Labour and Liberal um, in the lower house, and we have a whole range of parties in the upper house. And I think, you know, relationships with all of them are so important because they are also community representatives. They can do a lot for us. Um, And as councillors, again, first and foremost, our responsibilities to the community. So instead of, you know, playing party politics on council, it's about doing what's best for the community hmm. um, and putting your party second, which is not always easy to do, but it's what we have to do.
1: So uh, you're elected for the first time in 2020 at the age of 24, you're deputy mayor in your second year and mayor in your third year. Was that yeah. part of the plan? Did you expect um, to get to those leadership roles so soon?
0: I, I wouldn't say I necessarily expected it. I certainly, hmm. um, I think most of us went in wanting to have a crack at mayor, Um And I was really keen to do that. And I think, you know, we are, we're sort of sharing it around. We've had a different mayor each year, and it's a really good way of giving everyone a chance, encouraging us to be really collegiate and collaborative, uh, which is fantastic and having a fresh face in that role. So I've been very lucky that my councillors have supported me, especially given my age, Uh, Mm. but um, yeah, it it is something that I certainly did hope to do when I was um, running that election campaign and, well, I, I knew it would be a bit of an uphill battle to get that position as mayor, um, yeah, I'm really, really grateful that I was given the opportunity.
1: So you're nearly halfway through your mayoral term. Um, That's is a that sorry right? thought. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's going pretty quickly. It always does. Yeah. Um, how does it fit? Um, at first,
0: it was um, like being dropped in the deep end in a really yeah. big way. I, um, I always thought I got a lot of emails. And then I think in my first day in the role, I had... Uh, one or two media releases, because the mayor has to approve all media releases. And I read them through, tick, tick, um, looked in my inbox and there are another 10 sitting there. It's like, how are you people writing these things faster than I can read them? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I got on top of that. And mm-hmm. I certainly found that, you know, there's a lot more responsibility. There's a lot more that you can achieve. Um, And you, you get a lot more opportunity to meet groups from across the community i think as a counselor you get a little bit stuck in your own ward um and you you know your ward really well but i have to know the whole shire really well now and i'm um, yeah. being invited to all different events and all different community groups in so many different areas it's just incredible to see what they all do and to get to know them all so i've really been enjoying that and um yeah just enjoying having Um, you know, having a lot more influence and a lot more involvement in the organisation than I did before. Uh, But it is a lot of work, and it is a lot of pressure. And yeah, it's just a a case of balancing that out Mm. as you go along.
1: Did you have a particular plan for what you wanted to achieve during your time as mayor?
0: I mean, I definitely went into council with a, a whole range of things that I wanted to achieve. And you quickly learn that progress is slow and that there are, you know, uh, there are always obstacles and barriers in achieving those things. but I think being there, it just gives you that extra oversight of council's communications, for example, because you are the main spokesperson for council. So um, in that role I've been able to really look at what are we communicating to the community, how are we communicating that and how can we how can we communicate better and prioritize certain things such as you know, protection of the environment, preparation for bushfire, how to recycle and, you know, reduce your waste. These are things that council actually really wants the community to know. And, and as mayor, when you get that oversight over communications, you're able to make sure that that sort of thing is mm. included there and um, in what we're sending out to the community. And the other thing is just um, having a lot more say over the agendas that are presented to council, which I found really rewarding. And I've, I've said to the other councillors, if you've ever got something you want on the agenda, let me know. But I've also got that opportunity for the things that I really want on the agendas to say to to the officers, well, can you bring us a report on, for example, um, the the Aboriginal voice referendum? So we've had a a report on that, we've been Mm -hmm. briefed. Um, Can you bring us a report on planning enforcement to make sure that we're really enforcing the planning scheme to protect biodiversity, protect neighbourhood character and amenity? Can you bring us a briefing on biodiversity? So some of the mm. real priorities that I've got, I've been able to to get more reports on them. And, um, yeah, really, really enjoying being able to put them on the agenda for us to discuss, uh, which is it's something that you get a lot more opportunity to do as men.
1: So uh, as we've established, you're halfway through, it's going pretty quick. Um, when you get to the end of your term, how, do you, how would you like people to look back on your mayoralty in terms of a, a, a legacy, I guess, that you might want to leave?
0: One thing I really wanna achieve this year is uh, expanding our environmental volunteering programs. We've got so many volunteers in the community who are just rearing to go. They want to collect litter, they want to uh, pull out weeds, they want to plant native plants in all sorts of areas in the Shire. And we only have the capacity to support so many groups. So we've proposed a good amount of money in our next budget to really support those volunteer groups and expand them and grow more and I actually went to an event just the other day it's a new friends off group starting to um that their, their goal is to re-vegetate and uh, promote biodiversity on Holmes Hill in Eltham and I I showed up to that event walked into the room and it was absolutely packed out I couldn't believe it and it just shows how many people really want this and so I think one legacy I really want to leave from this year is to get those programs up and running and uh, really support those groups to get going. So people who want to volunteer to protect our environment and to improve biodiversity in our green wedge, I want to really enable that. Uh, And that's something that, you know, hopefully I can look back on and be really proud of.
1: So uh, do you see yourself as a long-term councillor or do you have other ambitions? I know you've had one till to. It
0: certainly wasn't a, a tilt. It was, it was an unwinnable seat. I was uh, <laughs> doing it for the love more than anything else. I, no, I think... Yeah, I, I certainly did have higher political ambitions at one point. But being in local council and, you know, sort of experiencing politics firsthand, I, I don't know if I necessarily want to go into parliament anymore. Uh, right. I think I'm happy where I am. Uh, I've really enjoyed being on council and being that closest level of government to the community. So, you know, I'd never rule it out. You never know what the future might bring. But yeah, at the moment I'm just really happy where I am, supporting community, working for the community and not being tied into party politics or um, you know, sitting in a in a room where you're in the minority and not really able to get much done, which I think unfortunately parliament can often feel like that. So yeah, I think I'm happy where I am at the moment.
1: What about outside of council? I know you're a you're a web developer. Really interested mm-hmm. to know uh, what does a web developer work on in a youth mental health organization? Yeah, so my job
0: is managing a learning management system. So we provide training and development to clinicians and different workforces. So it, it's it's not about not necessarily about providing mental health support primarily, but supporting the, the organisations that do. Mm. Uh, so I develop online learning modules and um, courses and learning tools to help really train up and skill up the workforce to get better outcomes on the ground. So mm. that, it's, it's really rewarding to, yeah. to know that that work helps people.
1: And I noticed in doing a bit of research on you, Ben, there's a a bit of a theme of working on software for vision impairment and and also that you've worked on the development of the bionic eye. Can you tell us more about that?
0: Yeah, that was actually part of my work experience when I was in year 10. So going back a bit now, um, that was such an enjoyable experience. I I got a placement at National ICT Australia, uh, which was at Melbourne Uni at the time. And they, they were working at the time on the Bionic Eye, which is for vision-impaired people. Mm. And you, you sort of put this hat on. It's got a camera on it which connects into your synapses and it enables you to see through this camera. So it's incredible technology. And what I worked on was uh, just pro- producing a piece of software that's able to break down patterns in DNA sequences I was only there for a few weeks so I didn't do a huge amount but yeah it was just really interesting to see you know you're not just developing the software for this camera you also have to develop the software that they need to do their research to make the camera and that's sort of the area that I was in.
1: Fascinating well it gives us a sense of the sorts of things that you're interested in doing and um, I also note that you were awarded the Sir John Monash medal in 2019 for studies and community work that must have been a great thrill. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't believe it when I,
0: (laughs) when i won that one, um, it was, yeah, it it really means a lot. And I think, you know, um, it it really reflects the work that I do and was doing at the time in the community, um, with, with a whole range of community groups, just, you know, trying, trying to support my community and be part of the Mm. community while also studying at uni. So yeah, it was, it was a real honor.
1: So, um, How do you go balancing these very important jobs that you've got, the work that you do in the community, as well as professionally with the role of a busy mayor? How's that working for you? Not easy. Um,
0: Yeah, yeah, I think the the main thing is just to set rules for yourself because you can work and work and work. And the more you work, the less productive you're going to get because you'll burn out and you'll get tired. You know, there, there was a time when, you know, I'd be working until 2am every morning and getting up at 6am the next morning and you can't, it's not sustainable. So really forcing myself to get out there and do some exercise and putting a timer on my phone, which rings mm. at 10pm every night and that's time for bed. Uh, so just, and an eat, an eating healthy as well, mm. just having those rules because if you can keep yourself working at optimum efficiency then you can cut down the amount of time you have to spend working because you can get through stuff faster. Mm. And I think that's really the best way of balancing it. It's to make sure that you're taking that time for yourself and looking after yourself because if you don't do that, it is all just going to collapse.
1: What else do you like to do when you take time for yourself? You've mentioned exercise.
0: Yeah, I, I, I love cycling. Mm. Uh, we have such a beautiful green wedge out here in Elvick, just northeast of Melbourne. And, yeah, just being able to cycle through the hills in nature, I really love Um, Love to do a bit of hiking in winter. I'll um, try and get up to the mountains, go skiing. Um, Yeah, and just doing gym as well, a bit of weightlifting, really working on all different areas of my
1: fitness. Do you see any evidence that other young people are taking note of what you've achieved thus far in terms of getting involved in community, getting involved in local government? And do you think we're going to see more young people following your lead?
0: I certainly hope so. Uh, we've got a, we set up a youth council um, in our first year, which has been incredible because we've just got so much valuable, so many valuable insights from that group of young people who effectively form an advisory committee to council. They've helped us put together our youth strategy. We're now creating a youth hub. I think it's it's really empowering young people and showing them that, hey, you can actually be involved. You can have your say, you can make a difference and um, in that first year of the Youth Council, I was 25. So I was actually within the age range where I was eligible to be on the Youth <laughs> Council. So <laughs> uh, in that first year, I, I was appointed as the councillor responsible for that advisory committee, which I really enjoyed. And, yeah, I think it just it just shows young people, that hey, you, you can do this stuff too. It's not just for, um, you know, for older generations. We need that broad mix. We need a whole diversity of ages in the Chamber And you should absolutely have a crack at this. And yeah, I think there were certainly one or two that mentioned to me that they would want to. Um, So hopefully they'll throw their hat in the ring in uh, 2024.
1: Now, you mentioned uh, the Youth Hub. It's the first Youth Hub in Nillimbik, which surprised me a little when I saw that. Announcement, Mm. And you've got, um, I think, 50% funding from the state government for that. Mm. Um, That's a pretty significant uh, announcement and project for a shire like Nillimbik. Yeah, we're so
0: excited about it and so grateful to the state government for for the funding. You know, $300,000 over three years to help half fund the Youth Hub. Mm. And it just makes it affordable within our reach. It's something that all councillors are so committed to having. And the Youth Council has been so supportive. We've had so much support from our community health partners to get it up and running, and they're so keen to see it happen. I think because I work in youth mental health, and you know, you, you get this awareness that um, it is a real challenge um, and we, we really have to look after our young people. So having that youth hub will just make sure that the young people in Nilembic are really well supported and mm-hmm. have somewhere to go to get that support which in the moment they don't. And I think a lot of young people are missing out because of that, which is a real shame. So it will be a huge step forward for our community.
1: There's a lot to local government. Uh, you're no doubt learning. It's a complex space, lots of issues. Where's the real learning curve been for you? What's particularly challenged you to grasp in your time as councillor and mayor?
0: Oh, I have to say the first six months, maybe even nine months, were... Shockingly difficult. Um, mm. And I think that probably goes for most of us. Uh, you know, you, you sort of, when you're running the election campaign, you have this huge list of things you want to achieve. And then you get elected and go, how am I going to do this? And it's about getting an understanding of, you know, how do I develop those relationships with council officers and understanding that they are actually on your side. You sort of go into, into the election going, I have to fight this organization. And when you get elected, you realize, hey, actually, this organization is always working for the community and it's not about fighting them. These officers are so professional, yeah. so hardworking. I need to develop a good relationship with them. And that was a key learning, I think, quite early on. Just, you know, also getting across the reading, which was a huge <laughs> challenge at yes. first. Yes. Um, you know, reading hundreds of pages a week and, yeah, just getting an understanding of, well, I want to do this, How do I achieve that? Some of it's operational. And you've got to get an understanding of what's operational and what's strategic. Of course, councillors sit in the strategic area. When it comes to operational stuff, we can give feedback to the officers, but it's up to the officers to actually make those decisions. So how do you convert these operational ideas into strategy and how do you get that strategy on the agenda? Um, I think that was the key learning for most of us when we first got elected. Mm.
1: Uh, Ben, I have to commend you on that realization that you reached, I think fairly quickly about the organization, the council organization being there to work for the community, not being the opposition, not being something you've got to come in and and uh, and fight with rather than work with. and I've seen many councillors never grasp that concept. so uh, yeah, I just want to commend you on that realization expressing that that uh, that so well. Do you see not necessarily on your own council but other, uh, newish councillors grappling with that issue?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you get to know different councillors um, from, from all over the state and mm. all over the country, actually. And, yeah, I, I don't think it's too common, fortunately, but there are certainly times where you see a councillor who really doesn't like the officers, doesn't agree mm. with them, and instead of trying to work with them, they oppose everything, they fight the officers. and. Yeah, it's it's a real shame. I think you you have to be critical. You have to you have to have a solid, robust debate with the officers. Um, but at the end of the day, they they are there to give you frank and fearless advice. And you, if that conflicts with you know with what you think, you're absolutely welcome to disagree with that in the chamber. But you have to listen. You have to take it on board. You have to try to understand it because officers do know best. They are the experts. Um, so their advice really is is something that we should see as useful. And rather than fighting against it, it's how do we work mm. within those parameters to achieve what we want to achieve.
1: Really well said, Ben. Um Once you get to the end of your mayoral term, I know you've, you've mentioned that uh, there's a plan to share it around amongst councillors to, to give them the experience, but do you hope to be mayor again at some point?
0: Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it.
1: I have. So uh, as
0: I say, you never know what the future will bring. Mm. Um, hopefully... My other councillors will appreciate the work I've done in this year and, yeah, you never know, there might be a, another year down the track where they'll give me another chance.
1: Excellent. Ben, it's been a delight to speak with you. Thank you very much for those uh, those insights and congratulations on what you've achieved thus far. It's been great to have you on the programme. Yeah,
0: thanks, Chris. Enjoyed it.
1: Ben Ramshuran, the Mayor of Nillimbik Shire Council on our Local Leaders Series from the LGA Connect.